Hi Minimal Moves! Welcome back, it's Haruka again, and today we're kickstarting the Digital Declutter series. So when you think of clutter, you might think first of your large makeup collection, your closet, your furniture, all that stuff that does take up a lot of physical space, but I sit in front of my computer most parts of the day doing work, so I know that I spend a lot of time in the digital headspace and this digital declutter series is focused on making sure that those spaces aren't weighing you down and that you can produce your best work without having all that clutter and that you're minimalizing those aspects of your life. So hi, this is Frank. Thank you for having me on here. I've been a digital minimalist, if you will. I really hate clutter in my phone, in my devices, on my email, etc. And uh, we're thinking of addressing all those things in the coming episodes. I'm excited to have Frank over on this episode. And the coming three episodes in the series of the Digital Declutter. So today we're kickstarting the series with Phone Matters. So I'll be asking Frank a bunch of questions and he'll be sharing some of his tips and tricks to help us stay minimal in the digital space. So first, we'll get started with organization, everything related to that. Are there any sort of ways you organize your apps and all the things that are on your phone? Yeah, so I feel like a lot of people, when they use their phone, when they download an app, they go to the app store and then they just download it and it gets into a default place on their home screen. And... You know, that's it. And then when they try to find the app, it's a little confusing and they might search for it, stuff like that. Personally, I like to keep my apps in folders, you know, in folders that you know represent categories. That makes sense. So I guess to backtrack a little bit on my first page or second page, I have my most used apps sort of displayed on, the, on those pages, not in folders. Can you give us some examples? So for example, like social media on my on the second page of my home screen, I have you know, a few social media apps that I use the most. So things like Facebook, Messenger, Instagram, stuff like that. And then right next to it, I have a folder of social media apps that I might use, but maybe not as often. So maybe things like GroupMe, there's one or two things in there that I want to keep track of, but I'm not constantly using it. So I think having folders really sort of clean up the the clutter of apps, if you will, quite a bit in your phone. I think the other thing that a lot of people don't know about is the app library. This is on iPhones. The app library that Apple just introduced in their most recent iOS release, where you can have an app on your phone, but not have it displayed in your home home screen pages. So to be able to do this, long sort of long press on an app, and then let me see. We'll click on remove app and then you will get the option to remove it from the home screen. So basically that's what that's going to do is that it's not going to remove the app completely from your phone, but it's just going to remove the icon from your home screen so that there's, you know, less clutter. I have a question about that. So I know that you were just pushing down on your health app, which is an Apple internal, you know, the app that comes with the phone. What if you did that with another app, say, a downloaded app like Google Translate. Yeah, so when you click on remove app, you're going to get the option of deleting the app because it's not a not an Apple default app. And you're also going to get the option to remove it only from from the home screen. So that's that's a pretty neat trick to sort of clean up the clutter on your phone. These apps, you're still going to be able to search for them when you sort of swipe down your phone. And then when you swipe to the last page, you're going to see that iPlab, the app library, and you'll be able to find your app there. 
I think there are a few more things that I want to point out also related to the home screen is widgets. It's a pretty new feature that that Apple has added that I think Androids have had for a pretty long time. It's the ability to put these, these little frames of information onto mm -hmm. your home screen. And you know, you can put things like your screen time, things like your to do's, like your calendars directly onto your home screen so that you don't even need to sort of go into those apps to be able to access that information. So what I do is that I have a widget for screen time on the second page of my home screen, which has all the social media apps. It kind of helps me keep track of how much time I'm spending uh, on my phone. And then on the next page, I have what Apple calls a smart stack, where it's like a, a collection of widgets that you can swipe through. So I have some photo frames there, some weather information there, uh, and etc. To add these widgets to your home screen, you would sort of long press anywhere on your home screen. And on the top left corner, there's going to be going to be a, a plus sign. So when you click on the plus sign, you'll see a whole collection of widgets and you can choose what sizes you want. Uh, I know that some people also like doing a lot of theming or a lot of sort of uh, custom widgets uh, and such. Yeah. So I know that there are a lot of aesthetics options. You can download apps from the app store. One of them, which I was going to attempt to use, but got far too lazy for is called aesthetic and you can download that app and you can either for free or you can pay a little more for premium items, I believe. And you can have Christmas themed app icons, which is what I was going for, of course, but you can also have more neutral tones, more electric tones, many options. And basically you can customize your home pages. And I think that the reason why this is minimal is because you can simplify your aesthetic and maybe there is some sort of psychology behind it where you would be less drawn or more drawn depending on what your needs are to click on certain icons. If Instagram isn't its iconic color that you're used to, maybe you'll be deterred from using it if that's what you're looking for. So I'm very curious how this plays into the human psychology side of things, but I digress. Did you want to talk a bit about notifications and how people might manage that? Yeah, I think notifications is definitely a pretty big source of, of clutter, if you will. Personally, I, I like to keep my notifications as bare bones as possible. Uh, I don't like getting notifications from Grubhub, for example, or you know some other food places. Whenever I see a notification, when I download a new app from these places, I either try to not allow it, or if I do accidentally allow it or it gets too annoying, what you can do is you can swipe left on a notification and then click on manage where you're going to be able to choose to turn off so that helps you get rid of that notification from here on not uh, here on out and uh, i think it's a great way to you know keep things a little cleaner i also like to sort of clean out notifications that i really i, I kind of want to this want them to be dis displayed but i don't want them to stay there so a shortcut to do this is that you can swipe on the notification and then swipe left again to clean that notification so that's a little bit about notifications i think something else moving away from notifications that i want to talk about is the selection of apps that you use i think something that i found really useful is to really only use one app for each thing you want to achieve. So for example, having multiple to-do apps might really make things more complicated than they should be. I used to have 
my notes in Evernote, and then I moved towards, I think, Apple Notes, and then I moved to Google Keep. So that just moving towards these three different platforms just made it really difficult for me to find things that I really need to look for. Um, so I, I really just decided to consolidate and start using only one app for, for the purpose of taking notes. I think similar things apply for things like, like calendars or things like, I don't know, like photo editing apps, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And remember to delete those apps once you don't need them so that you can have a cleaner home page experience. And storage, which is what we want to move into talking about, I wanted to ask how people can optimize their storage, especially for me. I think a lot of what takes up storage is my photos. So I want to hear what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, photos is definitely like a, a pretty big source of clutter and also just storage problems. You know, getting the, the dreaded message of your storage is almost full. It's never pleasant. So personally, I use iCloud Photos and iCloud Photos uh, sort of a, a more premium subscription that that stores all your photos and does cost a little bit a little bit of money. I think I believe it's one dollar per month for fifty gigabytes and I think three dollars per month for two hundred gigabytes. And but for me, I think it's worth it because it helps me keep this, the local storage of my photos to a, to a minimal, I guess. And I think, you know, there, there's sort of multiple facets to, to thinking about uh, using these sort of cloud services. You know, you can think about it as I'm decreasing the amount of space that photos are taking up on my phone, and therefore it's minimalist, but you are adding one more subscription to your monthly subscriptions. So there could be up, upsides and downsides, but personally, I found that this is something that really helped me to turn on iCloud Photos, you would go into your settings and then you will go to your, your photos. And then from photos, you have the option to choose iCloud Photos. And then underneath you have two options. One is optimize iPhone storage and the other one is download and keep originals. If you're running low on space, I would really recommend choosing optimize iPhone storage. So that basically what that does is that your iPhone keeps a low resolution on your phone. And then when you click on that photo, it downloads um, the actual higher resolution photo from the cloud. So that saves you space on your local phone. And are there any free alternatives that people can use? There is. So Google Photos is a, is a pretty good alternative, although they are going to start charging. So when um, is that? I think that would be a year from now, if I remember correctly. So I might not be able to recommend that really. So a year from now, just to clarify, is start of 2022? Yeah, or I think maybe end of 2021. Okay. I think Google definitely has more information on their website. But for some background, Google Photos used to be free for uploading what they call sort of high quality photos, which are not the original, but a little bit compressed, but they still look good. And they will let you store that on their cloud for free. But Google has decided that they're going to start charging people. So it is free though, before that date, before I think December 2021. So. If you do want to back up your photos on Google Photos, it's still free right now to do so. And these photos are gonna stay up there even after they start charging. For free, right? Yes. Okay, that makes sense. Also, of course, there's the good old deleting your photos. I often have random photos in my camera roll that is just me, me taking a photo of the floor because I was preparing to take a photo or something like that. So I'll just go ahead and delete those. Obviously that helps optimize all your storages, whether it's Google Photos, iCloud Photo Library, or your local 
storage. One more thing I want to add is that when you delete a photo in your photo sort of photo album, it doesn't actually get deleted. It goes into the like the recently deleted section of photos, which still takes up space on the cloud and on your phone. So if you're sure that you're, you don't want that photo anymore, I would recommend going into the recently deleted album and clear out that album. Doesn't that automatically get cleared though in 30 days? I think 30 or 60 days, depending on your settings. Sometimes on my camera roll, I'll notice that there are random photos that I have no idea how it got there and it'll be there. And I realized that it was from my WhatsApp group chats. And I don't know if this, everyone experiences this, but I have a lot of random WhatsApp groups that involve hundreds of people for some reason. And so that can be a little finicky. What should I do? So there is a setting for that as well. I, I, I was having those problems too. I was also in some random WhatsApp groups. I'm just getting random images in my photo library. So in WhatsApp, I think in the setting for a WhatsApp, I need to double check on this, but somewhere in settings, either in, in WhatsApp settings or in the setting for that group chat, uh, you have the option to save photos and videos or not. And if you uncheck that option, that would solve your problem. Great. So you mentioned earlier in Google Photos, it's a great option to back up photos. How about everything else? How about all the other notes and all the other information that is super important to me? How should I manage that? Yeah, so backups, backups, backups. I, I, I personally use iCloud backups. I'm pretty pretty stuck in the in the Apple ecosystem now. iCloud backups, I think, are great. And you can cover your notes, your voice memos, your contacts, essentially everything on your phone with iCloud, iCloud backups. The one catch is that these backups, some of these backups are not turned on by default. So to turn those on, what you do is to go into your settings on your iPhone, click on your name, provided that you're logged in with your iCloud account, and then click on iCloud. And then you'll be able to see sort of a list of apps that are using iCloud. I prefer to leave all of these on so that iCloud backups backs up my mail, my calendar, my reminder, my messages, my health data, and everything related. Great. So that's helpful to know, but of course the Apple ecosystem is incredibly expensive. So for those of us who don't want to spend that much money on all Apple related things and have our lives forever tied to Apple products, what are some good backup options that we can use instead? Yeah, so I think you have a few options. If you're if you're interested in moving sort of between Apple and Android, then I would probably actually recommend against using just backing up using using Apple because you can't transfer those those information out. So in that case, I prefer using Google products. So I use uh, things like Google Calendar, things like Google Keep, which is their notes app, and everything is stored on Google's server. So that sort of circumvents the need for using Apple's cloud storage. Although if you are sort of very confident that you're going to be continuing to use, use Apple, then I would actually recommend just turning all these backup options on because they actually don't take that much space if you're not backing up things like your WhatsApp message history or your entire photo library because the the default five gigabytes of, uh, of storage that Apple gives you in iCloud is sufficient to back up things like your notes and your reminders and everything like that. That makes sense. So what we're learning here basically is that WhatsApp is the source of all evil and that we don't like them. So. We've learned a lot about storage and how to manage that, 
What other things should we keep in mind when using our phone? I know that I just recently upgraded my phone to an iPhone 11, which has been fantastic. And the problems that I had with my previous phone, which was the iPhone 6, was honestly that everything just didn't... It, it was kind of like a stiff ro robot from the 1990s or something like that. So how do you make your phone run smoothly? I think this is, depending on how old your phone is, I think with these newer phones, it's probably fine if you just don't do any optimization. But you know, phones do age, and although they're pretty fast right now, they're gonna become slower and slower as, as time goes on. So a few very simple things that you can do is to close apps that you're not using. So going into your app switcher by either double-clicking on the home button from an older phone or just dragging up and holding on these newer iPhones and just close out any apps that you don't need. This frees up the app from the phone's sort of active memory and it allows the app that you're using to run a lot faster. And the other thing I feel like uh, some people don't know about is the importance of restarting the phone from time to time. As, as you use the phone, there are some caches and some just random files here and there that's being generated, uh, that's taking up space, slowing down the phone. And oftentimes these can get cleared when the phone is shut down and uh, rebooted again. So from time to time, maybe you know once a month or so, I would recommend just turning off your phone and then restarting it. That makes sense. Are these tips applicable for Android phones as well? Certainly. Android phones are not as good as keeping themselves, you know, running smoothly um, as iPhones are. So they're, I think they're even more important for, for Android phones. A lot of Android phones actually come with utilities to, for you to, to clear the cache or to close apps. So I think uh, if you know about those functionalities, then you really don't need, don't need my tips. <laughs> Cool. So we've been talking a lot about various ways to optimize your phones, particularly iPhones, but how are some ways you can see phones being useful for minimalizing our lives in general? Oh boy, there, there's, a, there's a lot of things. I think one thing at the top of my mind is using services like Apple Pay or Google Pay or Samsung Pay to sort of just avoid the need of bringing a credit card or a wallet when you're doing something quick. like maybe going on a run outside and, and getting a cup of coffee. I find just using Apple Pay really convenient because even if I forget bring, forget to bring my wallet, that's fine. And I think that simplifies your life a little bit. Along those lines, there's also an app called Stokard, and I heard about that online somewhere. But basically, it allows you to store various rewards cards. So if you store, I have an iPhone, so if I store my credit cards, debit cards on my Apple Pay, I can then store my rewards cards on Stokard so that I don't need to carry my wallet at all. Nice. That's pretty cool. And I know that when I go to my local library to scan, sometimes it's really snowy out. I don't really want to take the track. And I know that one thing that Frank has taught me that has been incredibly useful, especially for problem sets, if you attend university or high school somewhere, then you might have a lot of problem sets that you need to scan and upload. You can download a scanner. There's some, many, many options, I think, including cam scanner being one of them that you can just put on your phone, scan an item, it comes out as if you used a scanner, not just a photo, and it looks great. Your professors are happy and you're happy too. Yeah. So... Along the same lines, a lot of banking apps, like Bank of America, for example, allow you to scan checks and deposit them, which help you avoid a run to the, to the bank. So that's nice. For sure. 
All right. So lastly, I just wanted to ask, what's your favorite phone model out there, including iPhones, the Galaxies, all those different kinds of phones? What's your favorite? It's, it's hard to say. I think currently it would be the iPhone, the iPhone 12 series. It's probably my favorite right now. The Mini Pro. I would say the the most worth it phone at the moment is the iPhone 12, the, the regular iPhone 12. Good to know. And we'll be talking more about devices in a couple episodes in this Digital Declutter series. So stay tuned. Thank you so much for chatting with us today or listening to us chat. I can't wait to talk to you again soon. Till then, bye minimal moves.